while I want one, it will make my life so much easier. But as time goes by, you begin to forget that you even saw it, until you see another spark using one, and it starts all over again. You tell yourself, I'm going to get one of them. Toolbox Talks for Electricians, where we load electricians with the tools and skills they need to reduce stress, gain back time, and earn more money. Hey, how we doing once again? My name is Ben Polty, your host, back again to tell you some of the tools that I took my time buying. Just because they're a few hundred quid, I'm a tight git. But once I bought them, I can't live without them any longer. They're tools that I wish I'd just bit the bullet and bought ages ago because they make my life so much easier. But it's the main reason why you don't bite the bullet and buy something. It's because of the price. You think, no, I'm not spending that much. I'll struggle for that a little bit longer. Well, sometimes there's no point. Once you buy this kit, it'll make your life so much easier. So I'm going to tell you about the tools that I put off buying. But once I did, yeah, I can't live without. I will replace them every time they go faulty now. Because the lesson that I learned that once I stopped being a tight git, it made my life so much easier. And it helped me get the work done a lot quicker too. So the first one is a multi-tool. It's a vibrating interchangeable blade that comes in handy when you're cutting sort of boxes into maybe plasterboard, breeze blocks, or even brickwork sometimes. You can change them blades and you do go through a lot of blades because, I don't know, you hit concrete and it makes them blunt or you might hit a nail and it ruins them. But it's worth just having a pack of blades inside that toolbox as well where you can use it all the time. It comes in so handy. I can't remember the last time I used my little pad saw to cut out maybe a box or anything in a plasterboard. Because using this sort of multi-tool, it just makes it easier and it looks so much neater. But I did, however, in the true Ben style, try and go the cheap route to start with. I bought myself one of them ones from Screwfix where you plug in. And with most of the cheap tools, I had to take it back a couple of times because it burnt out. And I didn't use it as much because you have to plug it in all the time. And being an electrician, half the time, the power's off. But that was back when they weren't as popular, I don't think. Now you've got every brand like Makita, DeWalt, Milwaukee. Everyone does a multi-tool. And the reason why that is, I suppose, is because you can use your same batteries that you have. Like in my Makita kit, everything's 18-volt batteries. So even my SDS drill, my little screwdrivers, and things like that, they've all got 18-volt batteries on them. So then the Makita multi-tool, sorry, it, it also, it's got an 18-volt battery. So it all sort of interchangeable and it all works together. And being battery-powered, it's so much easier, so much lighter. You can just grab it, cut a box out. You don't have to find a lead. You don't have to plug it in. It's just so useful all the time now. So if you haven't got a multi-tool, go out, get one, give it a go, and you won't realise that what you've been missing, how easy things can actually be. Now this next one, you can get as cheap as a fiver, or you can spend up to £400. But electricians are forever putting in down lights, right? Especially in kitchens and bathrooms. And you need to get them spot on because if the customer notices it, the one that's slightly out, they'll call you up on it. It doesn't matter that you wired the whole circuit and you've gone from the board and put three switches in with an automatic undercovered lighting, everything fancy that you're proud of. The customer just sees what it looks like, the finished product. And they look at it and go, yeah, that's a bit wonky. She's like, hmm, okay. So you need to get them straight. You need to make it look nice. 
I've had it in before where you thought, you've measured off the wall with these downlights. And you think, right, that is spot on to that wall. But then you find out later on that the wall's out. The plasterers or the builders, whoever, they've built the wall wonky. So that's put your lights out. So it makes it look wonky. It's disheartening when you do that. I've done it before and I had to change them and straighten them up. Just maybe a couple of mil here and there. But before I used this tool, I used to use it like a tape measure and measure them out, like I said. Or I'd use a chalk line. Well, until I found out that that chalk line, even if it's got no paint on it, if you ping a chalk line across and yet you've got a nice beautiful line, you can see where you're putting your lights, you put your lights up nice and neat. But then when the painter comes to paint it, that chalk just comes straight through the paint. It's, it's super strong chalk. I don't know what it was. It was some fancy chalk and it happened once and I thought right after that, I am not using a chalk line. I resulted to using a string. And then I put my holes up to each corner of the lights and then put a string so I could measure out the rest of them. Which was time consuming and it, it had string all over the room to be honest with you. So I've always been looking for a, a better solution to mark out your downlights. And I saw these guys that were fitting a false ceiling. It was in an industrial site. You, you probably know them false ceilings, got the tiles in. They had this laser that went all around the room so they could fix the perimeter. So they got their, I think their framework up and then just dropped the tiles in. That didn't see him using levels at all. So I thought, well, how did they get at levels? I was talking to them and they showed me this laser. And it's so much easier. You can just put the laser on the floor or even fix it. Like you've got a magnet on there. You can fix it to the side somewhere maybe. And it springs up a, basically a grid onto the ceiling. How can you go wrong? You can adjust that grid. And you can see exactly every little mark where you're going to put your light. And the thing is with a laser, it don't use too much battery, so you can leave it on there all day. Why is your marking out? Why is your wiring out even? You can do it when the ceiling's not up, so you know exactly where you're going to put your downlights. And I can't live without a laser now. I think they're brilliant. I can guarantee you as well, if you treat yourself to a laser, you start using it when you're doing downlights. If you do a lot of downlights, you've got to have one already because it makes your life so much easier. Like I say, even when you're measuring it out for where the wires are going to go, for the boarders to basically put their plasterboard up. Because these days, most of us sort of thing, we say, right, don't worry about plasterers. I know exactly where my cables are. And then they just board straight over them. So then you can cut your, cut your holes out later on. So yeah, being with a laser, it'll make your life so much easier. But with this next one, there's a bit of a story behind it of how I found out how they came about. It was designed and brought to the market, not even by an electrician. It was a lady who was on Dragon's Den. And once again, these tools, you can't live without. Once you use them once, you think these are so freaking handy. You've got to keep them. You use them all the time. The amount of time where I've been feeding, like, trunking lid. You've got that YT2. Take a bit of lid off. You cut the end off into a little hook. And you're hooking it. You're trying to fish this cable through the plasterboard or underneath floorboards. And it could turn out to be a bit of a nightmare because maybe that trunking market caught it. It'll snap the lid off. You get caught on the wrong thing. It is just a night nightmare. So what this lady sort of manufactured or brought to the market were electrical rods. If you haven't got any fishing rods, as I call them sometimes, they're like nylon rods, they can save electricians hours of time and make your life just that so much easier and this is another thing where I, obviously I carry a couple of sets of these because sometimes they've got caught stuck in a wall or they've got stuck somewhere where you can't get them out so you've had to chop the end off thinking right that's a loss I'm not going to go rummaging round inside that wall or I'm not going to smash the plasterboard off to get that one rod out so yeah you have to sort of leave it there sometimes they come in sort of one meter lengths 
and you can screw them together to whatever length you want. I've used them to pull wires through ducting, lofts, floorboards, all over, and they've been handy and fantastic for every single job. So if you haven't got yourself a set of nylon rods, then invest in some. It'll save you time fishing for cables. How long do you sometimes sit there and try and fish? You get your little bit of cable. I've normally used to have a little bit of 10 mil, 10 mil earth, bend it around the right way, try and fish around to try and find the cable. But with these nylon rods, you can even put a hook on the end, stick it in there, and it doesn't bend as, as bad as cable. It's a nylon rod, so you can stick it as much as you want to get through that insulation to find your cables whenever, wherever you left them. So this next one is probably a common thing for yourself as well. As electricians, we're always looking for a solution to make things quicker, more efficient, and to earn more money, basically. So when I was younger, I thought, right, I started looking for a new job testing. When I got my 2391, I thought, right, yeah, I'm going to become a tester. That's, that's where the money is. So I was periodic testing all over the UK. Uh, for some reason, I had it in my head that it was the way to make a good amount of money because I've been subcontracting for a long time on site and I thought, yeah, I'm uh, earning a good amount of money, but I want to earn more. So I thought, right, I can do price work on testing. And that was all I did for five days a week, testing. And as you know, more than likely, that when you're holding a test kit with three test probes and you're trying to balance them on the terminals to get a decent loop reading, it can be tricky at times. So I bought myself one of these remote test probes that you can also hold. You can hold them with both hands, to be honest with you, and then test it. And there you go. You've got your button actually on the probe. It's an extra plug that goes inside your multifunction tester. And you can get a remote test probe for... Well, for all of them, I think, because I used to have a fluke testing kit. That got nicked out the back of the van. But when I replaced it with a Q-Tech kit, that also had the capability to put a, um, a remote tester on it as well. Because I really wanted that. That saved me a load of time and saved me balancing it. You've got the strap to put it around your neck, but sometimes you need both hands. So I get this remote testing probe to make it easier. And I think with testing, maybe you can earn some good money. But I was so bored. I say so bored. I went into pat testing then and doing university. So I used to pat test everything in the university on a price as well, which you did earn good money because you weren't per item. And all you had to do is test them. Nine times out of 10, they passed. So you just had to stick a sticker on and put the date on and print it out. I bought all the kit for it. But yeah, well, I was always looking at ways to earn more money as an electrician. And testing, yeah, you probably could earn some good money, but it was boring. So, yeah, I quit that job after a couple of weeks. Now, the next one is a 20 mil hole saw. It's electrician's best friend, right? Because we cut 20 mil holes in everything. Either to fit a 20 mil bush to get a cable through for the sockets to maybe fix onto trunking, or even just to put like a 20 mil grommet in something. But then what do we normally do if it still doesn't fit, if that cable doesn't go through that 20 mil grommet? Well, obviously you try and get that 20 mil hole saw inside the 25 so you can cut it out a little bit bigger and put a 25 mil stuffing gland in there. Um, most of the time, yeah, you make things a mess. They slide off and they scrape the box or they, they damage it and it just, it just looks a mess. So I come across this other little thing that, that first I bought from Wish.com. They were crap. They were rubbish metal. But now I get them from the wholesalers, which is called a step drill bit. Or some people call them a cone cutter. I bought a set 
that I use that they can drill a hole up to 35 mil. And it's so handy. It saves time and effort. Even when you're cutting a 20 mil hole these days, I rarely get that hole saw out. I just use the cone cutter or the step drill, whatever you call it, just to cut it out to exactly what I want. And there's so many things that sort of come and go in the electrical trade, well, over the 20 years I've been involved anyway. And you do, you get interested, you've got to give them a go. Because if they can make your life or your job just that little bit quicker or that little bit better, then you're going to give it a go. I did the same with these. I go to a lot of these shows. Like this is showing Coventry local to me. And it's the Alexa show. And you go in there and they've got, hey, check out this. And I did. I did a great sales pitch. I fell for it. I got this thing called a gecko. And it was one of these things with a magnet on the end. You put it into maybe a dot and dab wall. And then you can fish your wires through. Add a bit of string attached to it. But you would obviously attach your cable to it as well. And you fish your wires through the dot and dab to exactly where you want to put that socket, which it was great. Did the trick, it did what it said, it had a magnet on the end. The thing is, when the magnet got dirty, it, if it was a clean wall, it, it made the wall a bit dirty. So when it got stuck after a few months of buying it, I didn't go replace it because I, I didn't miss it really, to be honest. But like I say, these things, you got to give a go. You find them exciting. They look like they're, they're going to save you a lot of energy and a lot of time. And it's the more unique it is, the, the more appealing it is. It may be just being a bloke, to be honest, but, uh, well, it could be an electrician, but I do know blokes like tools and they like faffing around with tools. So if you're the same, let me know in the comments if you've come across any like super handy tools that you think, yeah, this saves me a time. And you've obviously kept over time and proved that it's a, a good tool. Then let me know down below in the comments as yourself you probably get excited to check out new tools all the time and if you want to get your hands on any of these tools that i've mentioned in today's podcast then go to my link tree in the show notes and click on the tool section and it will take you straight there and i'm confident to say that all these tools mentioned in today's podcast help me make more money and be a lot quicker as an electrician so until next time i'll see you again 